feel like I'm gonna sneeze. <gasps> Hello and welcome back to the Just Too Queer podcast, episode five. Five. Episode five. In this episode, we're getting deep. We're deep diving into our past. Deep diving. Into our trauma. Trauma. Into our mental health. Mental health. Yes. So for this episode, we did want to put a trigger warning uh, at the beginning to just kind of let you guys know we will be talking about some pretty, pretty deep, dark things. Talking about all the stuff, you know. If you don't like hearing about, you know, self-harm, you know, um, rape and stuff like that. Suicidal ideation. Um, Please click away. We want you to be here for this episode, but we also do not want to trigger you, nor do we want to be the reason that you start thinking about these things again. Absolutely. So please, for this one. Come back Just for our skip sixth it out. episode. We're going to st- but I mean, for those who are in the mental space to be able to stick around and would like to have this kind of conversation with us, maybe feel like they're less alone because mm-hmm. they're getting to listen to other people talk about experiences that they've gone through, stick around. Let's talk yeah. about it. Let's get deep together. Let's deep, dive into this. Deep diving. Deep diving. Yeah, because um, just so if you don't know, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. So, um, fittingly, we are going to talk about some mental health mm-hmm. and some other stuff that comes along that, from mental health and that, that created that, mental health right, issues. That created some of the mental health issues. Yes. I'm going to spoil alert this with Cat uh, has way more trauma than I do. Uh, most of my trauma just comes from dealing with Cat's trauma. Okay. <laughs> No, but um, I was just uh, being a good friend throughout the years to Kat and trying to help them get through their shit. You got that secondhand. That secondhand (laughs) trauma. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have um, little bits here and there. And sometimes I think back and I'm like, was that? Yes. Molestation? (laughs) I did not know where you were going to go there. I thought you were going to say depression. No, I'm just like, when you look back and you're like, as a kid, you don't think like that, right? Mm-hmm. So you're just like, I, I'm like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> was that? Was that? Was that? I mean, even people do that with, like, I did that with some of my um, experiences of people not knowing the word no. Right, and yeah. And was like, didn't really truly realize that the coercion and the just shut up and let me do this and the right, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of things like that was what it was until right. later on and then i was like oh oh yeah when you're like a teenager and like and a, a freaking 30 year old dude is like trying to hit you up it doesn't feel weird when you're that young but when you're older you're like holy shit yeah i was 14 years old <laughs> yeah no that was definitely me i was groomed by four different older men mm-hmm. uh two of them were bosses and two of them were teachers starting at the age of I think like freshly 14. Yeah. I was just, I was pretty much like an aged 13. Right. Yeah. yeah. An aged 13. <laughs> I was almost 14. <laughs> almost. <laughs> and that 14. lasted throughout 14 to, I think, 19. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, because there were four different, there were four different older men who kind of like targeted me and definitely 
shouldn't have been doing that. Right. You want to start from the beginning, or should we just pick and choose? What do you want to do? I low-key really want to bring up Wolf Boy. He was middle school. That but was the first one. No, that wasn't the first no, one. No, he wasn't the first one. But he was, was the first one that I had to deal with. Yeah, that was the first boyfriend <laughs> that you had to deal with because you had to be around because he was one of those shitty guys. Like we were in middle school, and so you think it's a, it's middle school, it's a middle yeah. school relationship. But like at the same time, why are you in middle school doing this? But yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. So Wolf Boy believed that he was a wolf and could turn into one at night during the full moon. Yeah, and would tell me that. He is like in the woods next to my house watching me and would tell me that as like a kid. And then um anytime I would have any kind of dreams or anything along those lines. This that isn't was even me. this is like the this isn't even traumatic, yeah. but um anytime I would have any kind of dreams, he was like, That was me. I was working my magic <laughs> because he told me he was majestic oh, and God. magical and a, a I wizard. hated him. I hated him so much. Yeah. I was like, please fucking break up with this dude. Oh, my god! Please fucking break up with him. Yeah. And he was one of those guys that threatened to krill themselves mm-hmm. if they... If you broke, if you up, broke with up with them. Yeah. And so that was something I experienced really young, already dealing with, like, mental health stuff on my own. Like, yeah. I'm already feeling the same way. Please don't tell me that. Right. And so then there was, like, one night that I finally, like... I think you were actually... I don't know if you were there or if you were just texting me and were like, I was texting. you're okay, it's safe, yeah. like, you're going to be okay no matter what he says, <laughs> it's going to be okay. And I was like, he's lying. <laughs> yeah, because you were like, no, 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 you don't, don't we're believe this. We're not dealing this. with this shit. And so I broke up with him and then texted his mom and was like, hey, just so you know, this is what your kid's saying. And this was like before iPhones, so we yeah. couldn't screenshot messages and right. send them to people. And so she didn't believe me one bit. And she was like, well, he said he's fine. So I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, not in the messages that I'm getting. You want to come over here and look you at him, lady? look at him, lady? Jeez. But yeah. I just I just think it's so funny. Because, like, the same Wolf Boy also uh, made up a fake Facebook profile to cheat on me with himself. <laughs> I remember you telling me that. And I was like, what the And then his fake Facebook profile would, like, text me and be like, you don't love him as much as me. Like, I love him so much and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, this is you. Bruh. This is you. I know this is you. Like, curl yourself. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, he, I wonder where he's doing, what he's at now. I have no idea. I don't want to really know. I don't want to, I want to secretly know so I don't have to actually interact with him. But I, I wonder a lot of where these people are in their lives now. Um, being sad. <laughs> being sad because they're horrible people and karma will get your ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was the one first, actually, of many shit boyfriends that you had mm-hmm. that I had to deal with. <laughs> You were because around for them. <laughs> I tried so hard to get you out of those situations. And you're like, no, they're good people. They have good within them. They I can see hearts. it. I can make them better. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> no, if they are not willing to help themselves, you cannot help them. No. And that Don't is stick a around. hard lesson to learn. But it is, Yeah, you're not a nobler person for sticking around. And no. that's what I thought. Like, I was like, I'm being 
a noble person like I'm being a good person like this is what I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to be here for them to help them and for them to find the way to like be their higher selves no no they're just using you they're just using you because you're a good person and you will be forgiving and stay with them will eat that up they're gonna eat it up that's the unfortunate thing that when i have friends that have really good hearts and just want to stay with that person because they think that they can do better not do better outside the relationship but they think that their relationship wholeheartedly they think that their relationship will get better if they stay and they stick around and they they try to make them better no if they have not changed since the beginning of your relationship or at the beginning of your relationship if they're already assholes to you then they're not gonna get better so if they're already assholes to you or you've been in the relationship and they haven't changed guess what they're using you and it doesn't get better and they won't change because people like that don't change and if they do good for them but they can do it without you yeah for real and you helped me realize so much about so many different yes. exes that I've and been I'm with. so glad that you're finally with somebody that I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with I think, somebody I think Cassidy is the first one that anyone has really liked of any of my exes. You've had a lot of bad ones. I've had a lot of bad ones. I I've had I can't, some good ones, but I've also had a lot of bad ones. I that, can't really honestly think of any good relationship that you were in. I had one with a very, very sweet guy, and he was, like, hubby material. Like, um, I knew at the time that if I'm going to marry anybody, it is going to be a woman. And so he was super nice, super sweet. He got me, like, specific poetry books that I loved. Oh, that's nice. And How come I didn't get to meet loved? him? Because it was a very short-lived relationship. Because he was immediately just, like, a good person all around. Oh, yeah. He had been, like, wanting to date me for a while and was really, like, liked me and wanted to take things slow, didn't want to do anything spicy, like, was just, like, I want to make sure that we're doing this right because I want yeah. this to be long-term. And I was like, oh, no, I... You weren't I, ready. <laughs> I'm not... I can't do this. Like, I know I'm not going to marry a man. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, buddy you don't deserve i don't deserve you this is not we don't deserve each yeah. other this isn't a good relationship situation so then i broke things off kind of like explained to him like you're a good ass person you gonna be a good hubby you're not I'm gonna just be in my a bad hubby. place not it's not even that i was in a bad place i just knew that i wanted to marry a woman right and so then i was like i end game it's not gonna be with you so there's no point in yeah. like doing this right now yeah you know which is very like monogamous thinking that I had at the time but like yeah. also you know I don't want to hurt his feelings because he was yeah, a good person I mean, if, it, if it's a good guy then you, you don't, you don't want to hurt his feelings especially one of the good ones you know because mm -hmm. I, I definitely had a boyfriend in high school on and off that was a really good guy he was really truly the nicest guy I've ever dated I, granted I didn't date many guys but mm -hmm. he was a really nice dude and um, I eventually just broke it off because I was like, listen, I'm gay. Like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. You know, I don't want you to lead you on thinking that we're going to, you know, get married one day, you know, move out together and stuff like that. But, you know, you do what you got to do when you a lebian. Lebean. La dollar bean. That's right. I love that. <laughs> La dollar bean. La dollar bean. La dollar bean. 
Oh, then we could talk about um, the Sid the Sloth boy. We're gonna call. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna call, call him Sid. 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 Slid. Slid. We're gonna call him Sid. Yeah. He has a boyfriend that I have on and off for like actually a really long time. Oh, he was a bad person. He was. He was a person that I didn't catch right away of the vibes and the mm-hmm. badness because he was so good at masking the bad mm-hmm. that he was really good at masking the bad and putting on a front of being a good person. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this is a nice, you know, boyfriend for Kat. And then he started doing bad shit. So. Yeah, and everyone, like, a lot of the friends, quote-unquote friends that I had at the time, and even my own sibling um, and the, his friends all believed that Sid was, like, such a good fucking guy and is still a good fucking guy. Ugh. And he's not. Even after I told them that this is... Like, this guy literally did so many awful things to me, and I just, being in the very negative, not good place with myself at the time, allowed it to happen and didn't leave for a long time. Um, He was someone who didn't understand what the word no meant. Right. He didn't know, he didn't understand that coercion is not the key to things. He literally, specifically on prom night, um, oh my god, this this story pisses me off, and it almost... And it pisses me off a little bit more for the wrong reasons, which is so bad. <laughs> but ended up taking me to an abandoned school so he could try to sleep with me. Was it the middle school? It was the middle school. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On prom night. And I was like, no, like we had a curfew to get home to. Mm-hmm. And well, he did. I didn't have a curfew. And, um, and his mom was strict. Strict. And I fucking loved her. But she was strict. And his mm-hmm. dad was even worse. Um, was that was the worst, but literally got to the parking lot and I was like, we need to go. Like you still need to take me to my friend's house, which is on the other side of town. Like mm-hmm. we don't have time for this. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And because like I previously stated that I wanted to do some spicy things on prom night and then I changed my mind and was like, actually, which like, you're allowed to fucking do. I'm allowed to do. And I changed my mind and I was like, actually, can we just go to get cookies and like, just go get cookies and then you can drop me off and then you can go home like I don't feel like doing that I don't want to do that screamed at me about it yelled at me about it said that I promised it to him and that I was supposed to do it because it was prom night and I promised him and I was like well I just don't want to and he was like no like you like, promised me. You told me you would do think this. You think you are. And then it just got worse because then we got to the middle school and I was like, we don't have time to do this. Like, I don't want to do this. Right. Like, we need to go. Screamed at me, if you would just shut up, we would have time. <sighs> if you would shut up and do it, we would have See, time. See, at the time, if I would have known this shit, I would have rocked his ass. Mm-hmm. I would have probably killed him. So... <laughs> Then the thing happened, which was awful. Yeah. And this wasn't the first time. Like, this happened a lot of times. Any single time we, like, got out of school together, got out mm-hmm. of practice together, were on trips together, any kind of things like that, I would yeah. be like, no, I don't want to. And you'd be like, no, it's okay. Like, just let me do it. Oh, and I fucking then hate. would yell at me if I said no, would freak out. And then because our bodies naturally react to things that are happening I would naturally react to things yeah. that were happening and then you'd be like see you do like this and you're like no you do want to do this and Go I'm like fuck yourself oh my god <laughs> no yeah no no and 
I'm sorry you don't Four. understand this, but that's not a fucking K. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, going back to the prom night thing, then one of the things that pissed me off a little bit more than the actual awful, awful thing, which is I don't know why it pisses me off more, I'm going to tell you and you're going to laugh at me, is because you know how I asked to go get cookies instead? Yeah. Well, whenever he dropped me off at my friend's house, didn't even drop me off at my friend's house, dropped me off at the beginning of the neighborhood. So I had to walk to my friend's house and my brother and his my friend ended up coming to get me. And because I had to walk in a prom dress and heels. Side note, how long after this did you break up with him? I think pretty soon after. Not like Good. soon, soon, but like a couple months after. Oh my God. It was still like, it was, I mean, yeah. we were in a relationship for like years. And this was happening throughout the entire time. And I wasn't talking to anyone about it or telling anyone about it. I'm surprised you didn't tell me. Well, you probably didn't tell me about it because you you knew I would tell you to break up with him. And I'd probably kill him. (laughs) So I wasn't talking to anybody about it until it actually ended. And then I finally came out about it because my sibling was friends with them and kept wanting him to come around. Right. And would have him at the house and would have him around me and would have him around my stuff. And, like, that just was awful to me and so i finally was like bro listen this happened to me sibling doesn't care still still homies doesn't care to this day and why did he turn in such a t- into such a horrible human being i don't get it i don't understand i don't get that i don't know how someone can do that to their because he sibling. had good moments you know he was a good person at sometimes, mm-hmm. but like he just turned into a complete shit mm-hmm. i don't get it i don't understand i don't understand um, I don't understand. I don't, don't understand. <laughs> but I still I just keep getting distracted from that prom night story. So then he ended up getting back to his house late and past curfew because of everything. Yeah. Blamed it on me. Of course. Told his mom that I wanted to go get cookies and that he was late because of me. And his mom got mad at me uh. and was like, you need to respect our time limit and you need to respect that we told him to be here at a specific time and you wanted to go do something completely off of the plan that was not allowed you're like and i was just like did you teach your son also not to rape people because that's what he did to me Mm -hmm. and like and she saw at one point i know she did because she even asked me like is he doing something with you that you don't want and you said and i said no Ah. I mean, I understand. So part of me is like, but part of me, how did how did she know to ask that question unless she knows that her kid is a threat? Exactly. That he is doing something to that this has been a problem. Exactly. Which means that she, this is probably something that he's done to someone else and then covered up. Yep. You know, probably. That's, that's me reaching like I don't actually know. But how does your mom know to ask your partner if right. you are doing something that I don't want? If... The mother of the person that you're dating is asking you those kind of questions. That's a big ass red flag. Loki, I just wanted to be, I probably, like, I feel like I lasted a longer time because I just left his mom. She was like, she was still really cool. She had some bad moments, but they were only bad because of him manipulating her. But she was a good person. Because wasn't she also in band at one point? She like was. She taught me how. To, player. She taught me how to play the clarinet. Yeah. Yeah. She was yeah. a great person. I she fucking was. loved her. She was a great person. Um, loved her to death. Yeah. Hated her son. Hated her son <laughs> for obvious reasons. Hated her son. She deserves um, better in life in all aspects. And if she ever is listening to this podcast, please know you deserve better in all aspects of your life. You are an amazing mom. Yeah. And an amazing person. Yeah. And I hope that life brings you positive things. 
I don't know. I'm sorry for talking and, shit about your son. <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> not sorry, but sorry. <laughs> it honestly makes me worried for whoever he's with now. It makes me worried for people who in the future be with him. Yeah. Especially since he was like that with you and he was not. I mean, yes, it was teenage years, but it wasn't that young. No. It was old enough to know what the fuck you're doing. Like this lasted throughout graduation. Yeah. yeah. So old enough to know what the fuck you're doing. So why the fuck are you doing it? Yeah. So it makes me a little worried about where he's at now and who he's with. And there were so many red flags. Me, Little me was kind of dumb i'm not dumb i was just traumatized and i wanted affection and attention and i'll say it's not dumb not stupid just really craving the affection and the um comfort of being with someone yeah and feeling love and since you couldn't be with me you had to cut bad people (laughs) bad people <laughs> oh my I'm just kidding. But you know, uh <laughs> yeah, you were with a bunch of bad people. Yeah. Speaking of traumatic people that you did stuff with, um, how about those teachers that you got groomed by? <laughs> that was an interesting situation. Yeah. That was unique and it was Oh my gosh. It was it was a lot of like the basic things that you hear, like being told that you're so mature and being told that you're like getting this attention from someone that you think is better than you in all aspects. And so it's like, oh, well, if they like me, then like I am more mature and I am this like cool adult within just like a teenager's in a child's body. Yeah. It's not what it is. That is not, not what it is. No. You are a child. You are still a child. They are just being awful people. And one of them was like very religious and Which is fucking hilarious because back and forth between being like, Jesus wouldn't want this and then being like, Yeah, Jesus would want this. And I'm like You're like, what? What? (laughs) One of them oh oh speaking of religion, we can add a fifth person that groomed me. Oh great. My pastor. Really? Pastor from the main church that I went to. I did not know that. He groomed me as a child and came to my house. You never told me that. Yeah, I told a lot of people. But I did have, okay, so damn, five older men that all groomed me. One of which was from the church, two of which were teachers, and two of which were bosses. Damn, son. Why did nobody want to groom me? (laughs) Shut up, do not say that. (laughs) You're going to get us canceled so hard. Listen. It's not a fun experience. It's not. It's not a Lolita. That movie is crazy. Listen, but I, I, I just, I have dark humor, okay? No, I know you do. But I had crushes on teachers. Fem, I mean, female teachers, of course. Not of course, but female teachers. And I wanted to be with them. So why the hell did I not get groomed? Oh no. <laughs> No. It was not a good experience. No, uh, I mean, I didn't. Yeah, you I'm just watch, joking. No, I but, know you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a good joke. It's a good joke. Um, no, um, yeah, I don't know why. I, I just probably because they weren't just, shitty people. They were yeah. good women who weren't gonna completely well, just, ruin the life of a child. In general, I never got approached or anything. Yeah, maybe just because I was just ugly. <laughs> No. I'm just kidding. I think maybe I was just so oblivious to everything mm. that maybe I did get approached and I had no fucking clue. Yeah, and you weren't put in... We probably weren't put in, in like, situations where that would arise, maybe. 
Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Because I, like, I even... Because I've also experienced being followed. Um, I did... I have been... I have experienced that. Yeah. Like, in grocery stores or being followed on the lonely road that we drive. Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere and freaking out and pulling into a different road Mm -hmm. just to see if they'd pull into, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I was... um, My first experience of being followed was when I was at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely. it was the one in the city that everyone went to before more Walmart started popping oh, up. Okay. And I remember my dad, like we were in the frozen food section and my dad leaned down to me and grabbed my hand and was like, I need you to hold on to my hand. Don't let go. There's a man behind us who has been following us. Do not turn around. And I just, and he was like, I want you to act normal. And I was like, okay. And I held my dad's hand, and we left the store. I don't That's even think fucking we like. Scary. I don't even remember if we purchased food or not. Like I did ask, think that my dad might have just abandoned the cart and was like, "We're going to the car." Shit, I would have too. Like, come if I'm, I'm gonna fight you for my kid. Like my dad yeah, is not no. the one to fuck with. Hell no. And then no. And then I had that happen at some swap meets that we went to. Um, at both of them, mm-hmm. um, one of them, my dad was the one who caught it and warned me, and then we left. And then the second time was my friend's mom who actually caught it. And she's not one to, like, get you and then get you out of there and leave. She's one to scream at you. And so when she heard this man, like, following us around and continuously talking about me and sexualizing me as, like, a 15-year-old at the time, she turned around and screamed at this little old man. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Fuck fuck yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, she went into him. He Get it, he beast. was the one who left. He walked away. Good. And like, I wish more people would do that shit. Yeah. And um, and then I was also, although this wasn't as bad as it could have been, but well, I think I might have talked about this before on the podcast, but Cassidy and I were followed out of Winco before. And when this man followed us all the way to the parking lot to try to ask me for my number as I'm with the person that I planned to fucking marry. Yeah. <laughs> and we ended up just being like, ah. No, and he was actually really cool about leaving us. Like he could have done a lot worse. Which he's like, "Hey, yo, you got a boyfriend?" You got a boyfriend. And like, um... I got a girlfriend. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh shit, sorry about that," and just left. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, man, good job, man. You probably shouldn't have followed us into a parking lot at 3 a.m. in Winco, but yeah. thanks for not hate criming us because we're gay." Thanks. The the bar the bar is six feet under. It is so low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basic the bar common for decency. Exactly. Um. <laughs> Yeah, there been there there was a time um a while ago that I was leaving um the gay club that me and my friends frequent and of course, you know, I probably shouldn't, but I leave a lot earlier than my other friends do just because they leave when the lights come on and I just can't do that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I leave earlier than my friends and uh got followed one time leaving the gay club that we go to and this I assume was a crackhead, but, you know, you never know. Uh, People are super weird nowadays, but uh, walking to my car, this person was falling, like, a couple um, paces behind me. And, like, at one point, I just stopped and turned around and stared at them. And then they stopped and stared at me. And I was like, you walking this way? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, go ahead. I don't like it when people walk behind me, so go ahead. I was a little, you know, tipsy. Mm -hmm. But I was like, go ahead. Go. You know. (laughs) Go on. Get. (laughs) Go go ahead. If you're you're walking this way, 
walk in front of me because right now I'm not dealing with you walking right behind me. Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable, so you need to go. And then they walked by me and walked away. I was like, I was ready for a fight. Yeah. I, I was fully prepared to kill this person. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, him walking by, I was really just, like, squaring myself up, ready, ready to fucking wail on this dude. If he walked by and decided to attack me, I was going to kill him. <laughs> rip his eyeballs out. Rip his tongue out. The police would come. And I'd probably go to prison, but it'd be worth it. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. I definitely understand because um, I feel like I have so much range and so much pent, pent up, up just yeah. anger at the fact that I have been put through so much of what I've been put through by so many AMAD people. And I'm not blanketing AMAD people, but like, God damn. Yeah. The mass majority in my life have either groomed me, sexually assaulted me, raped me, manipulated me, stolen from me, lied to me, um, cheated on me done just all of the things. abused me physically yeah. abused me just all of the things and you know what we should do together what? as a friend as friend okay as friends <laughs> we should go like take like a like either like a jujitsu class or like yes. a um, boxing class or something just to get some of that pimped up rage just fucking out. I want to do that, and I also want to. I want to do that on a regular basis as like a form of therapy. Mm -hmm. And then I also want to go to a rage room. Yeah. For like mass forms of therapy. I would love to go to a mm -hmm. rage room. Definitely. I've seen a lot about that, but I definitely think we should look into that, like either jujitsu or we should. boxing classes or something. Because you're gonna move near me, we could go to the same places. Yes. Yes. But I feel like I, I mean, have a lot of fighting energy in me, but mm -hmm. I. Don't know where to put it. I don't know where to put it. And you don't have anywhere point, to put it. Yeah. The last time that I full on let myself go ham buck wild on somebody, granted they were actively, it was a sibling who was actively hitting me and hurting me as is. Yeah. I went buck wild and ripped their back open with my bare hands. Good. Like full on howls <laughs> of blood. Just, I do not know how that didn't scar over. Like just mm -hmm. full on got with Catwoman on their ass. <laughs> I think I remember, not, I don't remember like that, but I remember seeing the aftermath. Yeah. Being like, damn, damn. Damn. And then that was like the last time that I ever fought back against them, which was awful, but I felt, that's that's in my brain. I felt yeah. so bad for hurting them that bad that I allowed them to continue to hurt me. Like this sibling would come into my room and completely wreck my entire bedroom yeah. i mean pull all my books out all my trinkets all my drawers throwing them across the room throwing things against the wall calling me all of the names in the book completely putting me down like i have diagnosed cptsd from childhood trauma right from these from this specific sibling. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I would go to school with black eyes. I would go to school yeah. with bruises all over my body. I would go to school with my to my clothes torn up, my stuff torn up, yeah. my bag torn up. Like, all of my things just completely wrecked to the point where the therapist, like, not therapist, but the guidance counselor there yeah. was like, do I need to contact somebody? Right. And I would just lie. You're like, no, just rough playing. Yep, rough uh, playing around. I fell. <laughs> You know, I wasn't I punched in the face or hit with a wrench or kneed in the face right. or, you know. Yeah. No, none of that. That didn't happen. No. Ah. Yeah, good. <laughs> Throughout my entire childhood, starting in kindergarten. Right. <laughs> you have much um, kinder heart than I do, I feel like, because 
Um, and I don't know if maybe it's just because I grew up with my mother, who's very much like stands up for herself, my and like a strong lady. And um, I don't know if it was just because of that, but like, yes, I do have like a very um, low temperament when it comes to dealing with people. Like I've I have a lot of patience when it comes to dealing with like customer service or when I was working in the prison, like I had a lot of patience because I knew what I was dealing with. But when it comes to like a personal relationship, when it's not the public basically, like <clears throat> when it comes to a, per a personal relationship, if someone treats me badly, I'm like, go fuck yourself. I can stand up for myself in that kind of sense, mm -hmm. but I can be very patient with the public and with um now that i think about it uh most of my actual trauma comes from when i worked in the prison yeah <laughs> um i seen a lot of shit in the prison um trigger warning before this story there is self-harm so if you are listening to this episode and you don't want to hear this skip ahead um until i'm not telling the story anymore um but i was working um the night shift and i was making rounds you know searching cell not searching cells but looking in cells as i'm walking by you know look 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 and just keep on going um and then you come up on a cell this lady had completely cut up her entire wrists and arms like all the way up the arm yeah and there was blood fucking everywhere mm -hmm. right and so i call for a medical i'm like <laughs> i don't even <laughs> i don't even know what to fucking say like um because you can't give details over the radio because news stations like to listen to our wave frequencies and try to get shit for like stories and stuff so i just tell them i need medical um there's blood you know so they come down i give them the full story and then they go and if they need more people then they go um i was informed not to open a door because even with gloves on you don't know what that person has yeah, you know no. you don't know what kind of if they have a disease if they have aids you know so i'm she's just sitting there on the bed with her like arms open like just trying to fold die you know yeah so me too i'm her roommate also was just dead ass asleep and then i was like bang on the door i was like someone's coming you stay right there <laughs> like she can go fucking anywhere you know yeah um and finally some people come they get her out and finally <laughs> her roommate wakes up and is like oh my fucking god <laughs> there's blood everywhere you know um that was traumatic yeah. and i literally is burned inside my brain you know um, I still have, you know, nightmares from working in the prison. Mm -hmm. I still have night terrors of fighting inmates. Um, the first time I was ever truly punched in the face was when I worked at the first jail I worked at. Um, straight on just punched in the fucking face. All sorts of stuff, man. I mean, I could go on and on about stories about all sorts of shit that I've seen. Love to have a prison episode. Uh, yeah. And I could probably bring on kg for that episode mm -hmm. yeah and i know that like you've been around for a lot of my self-harm stuff and oh, yeah um i've because i yeah i definitely struggled with that um it is something that you can break out of i promise you it is um it is something i still struggle with and relapsing uh 
because it's hard not it's to hard do. yeah and um yeah that just makes me think because like that was the... it makes it hard for people that don't self-harm to understand because i've i've never really self-harmed mm-hmm. um i've tried but just um couldn't handle it you know yeah um it's hard for people to understand that don't self-harm because they don't understand why someone would want to hurt themselves yeah and why someone would want to cause pain to themselves and for me like it took pain away yeah like it made it to where i felt all of this stuff that is trapped within my body was able to come out like release it was able to release and so it felt like a release and so i was obsessively doing that and i had a very big problem with that and still have problems with the wants to do it and Mm -hmm. relapsing and keeping it under keeping it under wraps and under control like i let me tell you now it is okay to hide things and to have your significant other hide things like because i still struggle with suicidal ideation i have uh i don't know why i want to say it like this but i have two attempts under my belt (laughs) and they are not something that i wanted to do again and I still have those days where I want to and yeah. I still have those moments where I'm like no nah, I'm I'm doing this I can't handle this anymore yeah and yeah we have everything hidden anything that I can use anything that yeah. I can do is hidden away I don't know where it is Cassidy and has all okay. of it and it is okay to do that I did that while I was living with my parents um everything was kept in safes I don't know any of the safe numbers I don't mm-hmm. know any of the stuff like because I started self-harming in fourth grade yeah I was 10 years old and that's when I started and I continued that up until honestly if we're being honest I think like 2019 yeah so fourth grade 10 years old all the way up to that's almost 10 11 years I feel like that started with the fact that you were um like raped at a really young age yeah my first experience was in kindergarten and that was by an older boy and um at my house and then it continued every almost every single year since then there had been some man that came into my life some boy some man some a mad person who came into my life and did something awful to me that just added on to the list of shit shit that i had yeah and i was constantly you know being bullied and abused by my one of my siblings and I didn't feel like I had anybody and I just wasn't I didn't want to be here yeah at 10 years old which is horrible <laughs> like it's a horrible thing to go through and you just feel trapped you have no thought of how to release it so you harm yourself and you reacted in a way that you thought helped you yeah and it doesn't help even though it feels like it does it does not no switch to tattoos just wait till you can get tattoos i am tatted up as fuck and the majority of my tattoos come from whenever i felt like i needed to harm myself and i didn't want to and so instead i went and got a tattoo let me tell you line work incredible that's my favorite part yeah for a very specific reason because it feels the same yeah and if you like line work (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of people actually do the same thing like yeah that's their release is getting a tattoo and because it does feel the same um i want more tattoos it's just they cost money that i don't have to spend on a tattoo but yeah i mean it just because i mean 
therapy was a thing, but it really wasn't a thing back in when we were young. Yeah, and I Especially, went through so many therapists. Like, I had therapist in school like they I would be taken out of class to go to therapy appointments in school and I I'm honest to God shocked I never was sent to a facility um because like my mom would threaten it that like if I continued to do it when she would find things I think but it was because you weren't like outwardly crazy no one knew toothbrush girl um you weren't like outwardly like I wasn't going outburst. around showing people right. my my cuts. I wasn't showing you were people. Hiding I wasn't it. telling people that I was having these thoughts. I wasn't You barely told me. I yeah, I barely told you. You didn't even know the full extent of yeah. how deep it went like cuz when I was in 4th or 5th grade was my first attempt and that was with pills and I I didn't understand how many I needed to take. I didn't take enough, thank God, but yeah. Still, I was not okay the next couple days because yeah. I was my was my whole entire body was freaking out because I just as a ten or eleven year old took a massive handful of pills yeah. and was like this this will do the job it didn't do the job it just fucked Fuck up you your up. kidneys and liver yeah. and made your stomach go crazy and made you get really really sick yeah and so I just blamed that on getting a flu from school and no yeah. it wasn't the flu it was an attempt no yeah the second time was 2018 august 26th mm-hmm. and my nana stopped me and she go nana because it got sent she yeah she might have some issues with being a little uh out there with her thoughts but she'll protect her grandkid yeah um i never had any real attempts on my life uh but I definitely, like, strongly, like, when I was in my low lows, I definitely strongly, like, thought about doing it. Just not knowing how and then just feeling too scared to do it, you yeah. know? Um, really wanting to when I was in my low lows. Um, just being like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I cannot do life anymore. I can't feel like this anymore. What do I need to do? And then just sat there for like the rest of the night thinking of all the ways that I could krill myself. Yeah. You know, and wake up in the morning and be like, I can't believe I just thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, the it's so hard. It's so hard being self-aware and also having mental health problems. Mm-hmm. Because you think about these things in the bad, 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 and they're like, but do I really want to fucking do that? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I just feel horrible. And then you have this constant battle inside your brain that's like the rationale and then the irrational. And the irrational is fighting with the rational of like, you don't want to do that. You're going to be fine in the morning. You're just not feeling good right now. You're not feeling good right now. Mm-hmm. So just wait till the morning. And you'll be fine. Wait until it's over. You'll be okay. It's not that bad. It's not that serious. And then my irrational is like, you don't want to fucking do this anymore. Here's all the ways that you could end it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do this. It's the most horrible thing in the entire world. And you know, so it's really hard being self-aware and then having mental health issues. Yeah. And I, I definitely struggle with being self-aware and... That is where having my medical marijuana card comes into play because whenever I am in those downward spirals, there's nothing rational. Like, I am just 
everything is bad. My whole entire life is bad. No one loves me. No one wants me. No one wants to be around me. Everyone would be happier if I was gone. It's a noble thing to krill yourself. So it's not. No. It's not. And it is It's just you're irrational. Yeah. Like I have, and you know, with my mental illness, like with what I'm diagnosed with, um, which I could talk, I guess I could just say, um, I am diagnosed with bipolar and CPTSD and ADHD and those mixed together so well. And and right now I'm on um, a great medication that has really helped with my rage issues and self-harm issues. and, And it's not even like I have rage issues. I have... Well, I do. I have rage issues with myself. Yeah. And so, like, because my forms of self-harm aren't just, you know, straight to cutting. Like, I am definitely someone who will hit myself, will scream at myself, right. will use objects. Because self-harm is not just physical. It's not. It's not just, it's not just like, cutting. And, like, I feel like so many people think, oh, it's just that. No. No. There are so many ways that people self-harm that you probably don't even realize that they are doing. Right. And that's what they're doing. Because self harm could ju- could also be just like you being the most horrible person that you've ever been to yourself. Yeah, and I and like being... even using sex is like you can use sex as self harm yeah. because I use sex as self harm. Yeah, you know, and at some points, whenever I was like the shitty people that I was with, obviously did not help the fact that I already wanted to die. Um, because I would get to this point where I'm like, I deserve this. I'm a shitty human being. I'm a garbage person. No one will ever love me or care about me. This is the best I'm going to get. And that's so I accepted that. And I accepted all of the relationships that I was in and all of the things that I that were done to me because I was like, whatever, I deserve this because I'm a shitty person and I'm not. No, (laughs) absolutely. And I have a nice 14 page paper that talks about. All of the things that I'm going to have to struggle with for the rest of my life. One of them being suicidal ideation that I idolize it in a way that is just extremely, extremely unhealthy. And that I am someone who will put myself aside and push all my needs down because I think it's noble to help other people and to let them take things from me because that's the way it's supposed to work. And that's what my brain thinks. And it's such a double-edged sword because take all this shit and you just want to help these people. And so you take all that shit. But then again, you're so good at actually helping people and kids because you had all this shit happen to you when you were a kid. So you're good, so good at helping kids deal with their shit. Mm-hmm. And it's such a fucking double-edged sword because I've seen you with kids. I know that you're fucking amazing with kids, mm-hmm. you know, and... I'm there for the kiddos that have mental health issues. Yeah. my goal now is to be who I needed as a kid. Yeah. And the double-edged sword of that is, one, you had to go through all that shit to be good with kids like that. And two, you... I guess not really anymore because you're with an amazing person. You dealt with that shit because you thought you were trying to help them. You thought that you were being noble and helping them, but really it was just fucking you over. Yeah, I wasn't... My needs weren't being met and nothing... I wasn't being taken care of. I was taking care of other people to... Because I can see the good within them. And that's what I... Like, I always feel like I see so many people with so many so much goodness within them. And I want to help bring that out. And they don't want to help themselves. So I'm yeah. not going to help them. 
speaking of that and speaking of you know speaking on the helping people and just talking about it helps a lot because it is um mental health awareness month the best thing that people can do that can't do a whole lot is talk about it you know Mm -hmm. talk about it because if you're not talking about it then people will feel alone yeah you know and you're not alone and you're not alone there's people that you can talk to even when you don't think so there's people that you can talk to there's i mean even us have the oklahoma crisis line it is 988 in case anybody ever needs it it's literally just 988 Um, yes they're there we have we now have a lot of um apps that you can do where you can text crisis lines talk to crisis lines and use them up i use them if i cannot get my friends i if i don't have anyone to talk to like i even will text and call you know do it it will help you don't don't feel embarrassed yeah don't feel embarrassed ask for help yeah even when you're not with or around people that you know won't help you and won't understand there's a line there's a text line there's a phone line call or text them it will help and then in the long run maybe you can try to see a therapist or whatever helps you yeah find your own path because you got this you matter and we want you around like if anyone's if you feel like no one's gonna tell you me and sarah are telling you right now we want you around and you matter and you deserve to be here you do not deserve what you're going through you didn't deserve any of that at all absolutely not and ending on that we love you guys thank you for listening if you are if you didn't it's okay we'll be back next week with a lighter episode with a hell of a lighter episode (laughs) um thank you for listening uh to episode five